0: Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about love and relationships. I don't want to focus too much on the bad because there's an episode later on in the month I'm calling Red Flags. So we're going to focus a lot on falling in love, what it takes to fall in love, and what happens when we fall out of love. So I guess I am focusing on a little bit of the bad here. Short, simple, and sweet. In addition to giving you mental health episodes this month, I want to attribute regular and candace podcast episodes that way i can please everybody i'm trying to test the water here and i'm trying to double my views so keep on downloading and streaming and listening i love you guys for that everyone around the world good morning good afternoon good night good evening wherever you're listening let's get right into falling in love raise your hand if you've ever fallen in love i remember my first love it was amazing it was a roller coaster. it was butterflies, and it was perfect until it wasn't. But while it was, there was nothing compared to it. And for a while after that, I wasn't even sure if I was in love. And we'll talk about that. Like, how do you know when you're in love? I guess for me, it's when... I care more for that person than they care about themselves. I think that's what love is, is when you care about someone more than they care about themselves. And it's hard. Loving is hard. And it. I'm talking about romantic love relationships, y'all. I'm not talking about, like, when you love your kid or when you love your mom. I'm talking about when you're falling in love with someone you're sexually attracted to. I mean, of course it's not all about sex, but I'm just saying whatever your attraction level is at, whether it's a man, a woman, both non-binary. I've been in love maybe twice. And I've thought I've been in love twice. And we'll talk about how I thought I was in love versus how... I mean, how I know I was in love versus how I'm not. How I know I'm not in love is when it seems forced or when I'm paranoid. Or when things just progress a little too perfectly. If that makes sense. Like with my first boyfriend... I thought I was in love because we said, I love you. It was, it seemed like the natural progression of things to do was say, I love you to one another. And now that I look back, I didn't care about him more than he cared about himself. When he was down and out, I wanted to leave. And I did. You know, he was really depressed and he had a lot of anxiety and compared to someone who I was in love with with depression and, and anxiety, the person I was in love with, which is he who shall not be named, I wanted, I was praying for this person. I was crying. I was unblocking. I was setting my pride aside for this person just to help them, just to be a helping ear and all types of stuff like that. And like, we're going to talk about unrequited love as well. But sometimes in relationships, when they first start out, there's a lot of ghosting. There's a lot of chasing. And it's really trash. It's like, why do we do this to each other? But this isn't an episode about dating. But, like, it sucks. You know there's something wrong in your love life when... The other person, the communication is off. Oh, by the way, we're going to come up with another episode about communication. So let me read you the episodes about what's happening in June with the Man at Candace podcast. So the first one is going to be the one we're talking about today is about falling in love and relationships. Tomorrow, it's going to be about what I want versus what I need. Then next, it's going to be a letter to my mom called Dear Mom. Next, we're going to talk about my perception versus reality and how others perceive me versus how I really think I am or how versus really how things really are. Kind of like how I really am in person versus how I am online. Kind of like that. And how I think I am in person versus how I really am perceived in person. So we're going to talk about the law of attraction, my experience with it, my anger with it my frustrations with it, my questions about it, my speculations about it, and what I think about it works. We're going to talk about my recent active lifestyle in the past year. We're also going to talk about my social life. We're going to talk about 2020 outside of my psychotic breakdown. We're going to talk about that year in general. We're going to talk about drug dealers next. We're going to talk about cannabis and my cannabis habits and spending. We're going to talk about my failed business, Puff Pass Paint Party. Next we're talking about my dreams for the future, concerts that I've experienced. My question to open question to y'all is if God is real, my thoughts about that. My life philosophies on how to live. Manipulation and enabling. How to be assertive, love being a bitch, starting a business, wisdom and courage, feature of MDMAQ, my modern era, what confuses me, my values. Rehab, Accepting Rejection, Communication, Red Flags, 27 Wishes, My Style, Books I've Read This Month. I'm so excited for June. I'm so excited for summer. I'm so excited for just living life and love living. Cheers to that. I'm drinking water. So I know when things are going to work out from the first kiss. I don't know about you, but like from the very first kiss, I'm just, that's how I know. If the kiss is off, then if I don't feel anything in the kiss, then like if your are stank or if you don't know how to make out, it won't work. There's got to be chemistry in the kiss. I believe in love at first kiss, not love at first sight. There you go. The talking stage of falling in love is very... It's different than when you, when you know it's not going to work out or when you know you're just bullshitting someone. Like, when you're falling in love... You, you smile a lot. You smile so much and you just can't stop smiling. You can't stop talking positively about this person in your mind. You ha- they have this, they call it a halo effect. So when someone has a halo effect, you don't see their flaws. Or you don't see them for who they really are. Um, that comes like two to three months on in the relationship. So like the stages of a relationship is like the honeymoon phase... And then, like, the plateau phase. And then, like, the... Well, like, the maintenance phase. And then, like, the... I don't know. Let's Google it. Relationship phases. So. Stage one. Initial and meeting and attraction. And that's true. Like, when I... And that, I think, falling in love at first kiss is a part of that attraction and that meeting. I'm someone who kisses on the first date, not gonna lie. I don't want to waste time. I, I need to know how you kiss. Especially if the vibe is right. I need to know if my next days, If I, I just need to know. You can't be a whack kisser out here. Stage two, curiosity. Curiosity. There's a lot of curiosity. I want to know about you. I want to know... Like, when I'm falling in love with someone, I want to know their parents. Well, I don't want to meet them, but I want to know about them. I want to know about how where you went to school. I want to know about your music tastes. I want to know about your habits. I want to know about your hobbies. I want to know about what makes you, you. And... The more I learn, the more I fall in love. And that's the other stages um, of the relationship is interest and infatuation in stage two. So like I was saying, interest and infatuation. Stage three. Let's read that. Enlightenment, becoming a couple. There is a point in the dating phase where you decide, okay, this is it. Do you wanna be my girlfriend? Do you wanna be my boyfriend? Usually guys that I had experience with, they say things like, I kinda wanna see where this goes and see what happens. And I'm just like, okay, can you spit it out? Do you want to be my girl? And then that's usually how they word it. Be my girl or something like that. Some corny way. Stage four, commitment or engagement. So like, commitment. Like, I'm not going to sleep with anyone else. And like, that's besides. All these things are like, besides love. And the other day when I had Eloy on the podcast, he was talking about love languages. So let's her look that up really quick. Love languages. For me, I already know my love language is gifts because I just I'm taking a quiz right now called the love language quiz just to confirm if my love language is gifts. So I answered the question if I'm an adult and if I'm single. So it's asking me if it's more meaningful to me when if someone I love sends me a loving note, text, message, email for no special reason, or if I hug someone I love. And to me, it's the left. The first one. So again, it says it's more meaningful to me when A, I can spend alone time with someone I love, just us, or B, someone I love does something practical to help me out. And for me, it's A. The next question is, it's more meaning to me... More meaningful to me when A, someone I love gives me a little gift as a token of our love of concern for each other or B, I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with with those I love. For me, it's obviously A. And then the next question is A, all these questions are asking what is more meaningful to me so I don't have to keep repeating myself. So the first one says, someone I love does something unexpected for me to help me with a project or I share innocent touch with someone I love is B, the second one. Someone I love puts their arm around me in public or someone I love surprised me with a gift is B. I don't really like PDA that much. I think it's appropriate in some instances, but definitely I'm not making out in public. I'm not humping in public. I'll barely hold hands in public okay next one i'm around someone i love even if we're not really doing anything or i can be comfortable holding hands high-fiving and putting my arm around someone i love okay obviously the first one next it's more meaningful to me when i received a gift from someone i love huh i hear from someone i love that they love me okay so the second one is this one i'm gonna choose the second one because i really love when someone says that they love me out of nowhere too I sit close to someone I love or I'm complimented by someone I love for no apparent reason. That second one. For sure. For sure. So guys, in case you're just joining in, we're figuring out my love language. Where I'm taking a quiz and it's asking me which is more meaningful. It's asking me a series of questions. We're not even halfway through, so just bear with me. So this one says, I get the chance to hang out with someone I love or I unexpectedly get small gifts from someone I love. The second one. I hear someone love. I hear someone I love tell me I'm, I'm proud of you, or someone loves me, helps me with the tasks. The second one, I get to do things with someone I love. I hear supportive words from someone I love. The second one, someone I love things. Someone I love does things for me instead of just talking about doing nice things. I've connected to someone I love through a hug. It's more meaningful for me. I think the hug is more meaningful in this instance. I hear praise from someone I love or someone I love gives me something that shows that they were really thinking about me. Ooh, the second one. It's more meaningful to me when I'm able to just be around someone I love or I give a back rub from, I get a back rub. I get a back rub. Someone I love positively reacts to something I've accomplished or someone I love does something for me that I know they didn't, that they don't particularly enjoy. The second one. Because one time Brianna stood in a hymn concert for me and I know she doesn't enjoy rock music. And that meant the world to me. Okay, we're halfway through. I'm able to be in close physical proximity to someone I love or I sense someone I love showing interest in the things I care about. The second one for sure. Someone I love works on special projects with me that I have to complete or someone I love gives me an exciting gift. The second one. I'm complimented by someone I love on my appearance or someone I love takes the time to listen to me and really understand my feelings. The first one i can share a meaningful touch in public with someone i love someone i love offers run to runs errands for me Ooh, the second one the second one is so sexy if someone offers to run to go buy me tampons i die i die someone i love does something special for me to help me out or i get a gift from someone i love put thought into choosing or i get a gift from someone i love put thought into choosing second one Someone I love doesn't check their phone while we're talking to each other or someone I love goes out of the way to do something to release pressure on me. The first one. I can look forward to a holiday because I'll probably get a gift for someone I love or I hear the words I appreciate from someone I love. It'll be more meaningful to me for, to hear I appreciate you in this instance because it just sounds really shallow for me to outright admit that I want gifts. Someone I love... And haven't seen in a while thinks enough of me to give me a little gift or someone I love takes care of something I'm responsible to do. I feel so stressed to do at the time The first one (laughs) because I can handle my own stress I mean, I don't want to put my stress or I don't want to put my burdens on my partner Like I would feel guilty if they start taking on my errands Someone I love doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking or gift-giving is an important part of a relationship with someone I love. I hate when people interrupt me. I hate it, so I'm choosing that. Someone I love helps me out when they know I'm already tired or I get to go somewhere spending time with someone I love. Like going somewhere or spending some more time with someone I love. Next question. We're almost done, you guys. Someone I love touched my arm or shoulder to show they care or concern. Someone I love gives me a little gift that they picked up on the course of their normal day. The first one. I love touches, I love touches I love little touches I love meaningful touches, I love back roads I love I love kisses, I love it all Someone I love Says something encouraging to me Or I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby With someone I love Hmm, this one's really boring So I'm gonna choose the first one, it doesn't really matter to me Someone I love surprises me With a small token of their appreciation Or I'm touching someone I love frequently to express our friendship The second one Notice the ones that I'm choosing about touching aren't the ones that involve touching in public. I don't like touching in public. Ew. Okay, next one. Someone I love helps me out, especially if I know they are already busy. Or oh, I hear someone I love tell me they appreciate me. They appreciate me. I get a hug from someone I have seen in a while. Or I hear someone I love tell me how much I mean to them or her or him. That one. Oh, wow. Okay, so my quiz results. So 30% of words are affirmations. So what does that mean? Words of affirmation means actions. Don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words I love you are important. Aw, it is. Hearing the reasons behind those that love sends your spirit skyward, it does. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten no exactly you thrive on hearing kind and encouraging words that build you up yes receiving gifts is my second highest is 23 percent. so receiving gifts says that don't mistake this love language for materialism okay good because i was a little worried i was like does this mean i'm a materialistic bitch is that what it means the receiver The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed and the gift to you. Was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. Yeah. So with the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are heartful symbols to you or someone else else's loves and affection for you okay so the next is 20 percent, which is not that far off from gifts is quality time so quality time is in quality time nothing says i love you like full undivided attention being there for this type of person is critical but really being there with the tv off fork and knife down all the choice all the chores and tasks on standby Makes you feel truly special and loved. It does. Distractions, postponed activities, or the failure of listen to listen can be especially hurtful. Whether it's spending uninterrupted time talking with someone else or doing activities together, you, you deepen your connection with others through sharing time. That is so fucking true. Like, when I spend quality time with people, like, that's... Uh, I know that when someone wants to spend time with me, like, alone time or time, I don't know, butterflies, but I know that's their... That's their way of showing... That's that's my way of seeing that they love me. So physical touch is another 3% down from quality time. So it's at 17% of my love language. So a person... Under physical touch, it says a person whose primary love language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, and thoughtful touches on the arm, they can always... They can all... be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Appropriate and timely touches communicate warmth, safety, and love to you. All very true. And interesting enough, a very low 10% of my entire love language is acts of service. This tells you that I could give 10%. I could give one out of 10 fucks if you do shit for me. So if you want to date me, it's not going to, I'm not going to notice what you do for me. Damn. So acts of service, the thing I don't give a fuck about apparently according to this quiz says can helping with homework really be an expression of love absolutely anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on acts of service person with speak volumes the words he or she most wants to hear let me do that for you laziness broken commitments and making more weak making more work for them tells speakers of this language their feelings don't matter when others serve you as love and for not obligation you feel truly valued in love yeah i don't really care like the whole running errand thing yeah it would be hot but i it's not gonna be like ooh, i think he loves me you know one thing i really like about falling in love is learning about yourself and learning about another person And like you can take those sensibilities and apply it to other relationships like with my first boyfriend I learned how to talk to white people (laughs) and not only that I learned how to make people who are anxious very comfortable in a social setting not with me per se but if I sense that someone is very nervous I'll talk to them and slowly incorporate them in the conversation with not only me but an entire group and kind of always smile at them throughout the night and just be there to socially comfort them and cheer them on because I know that what they're doing is very hard for them because I'm a very very good at sensing vibes and just have a very good intuition and I can read people very well have a lot of wisdom Let me take a hit, hold on. Should I roll it up or should I roll it up? Should I roll it up? And the real, the real, are really you serious? How you feel, how you feel? You should to trip off that shit I was kicking to you. Have some fun on the run, no, I give it to you, so baby. Don't get it twisted. You were just another nigga on the hit list. Didn't get issue with the rabbits. Didn't I tell you that I was a savage? Fuck your white horse in the carriage. But you never would imagine. These never gotta have it. You needed me. Oh, you. I wonder if Rihanna had her baby. If she did, congratulations, Rihanna. I haven't seen you pin pictures in a while. I hope everything's going well. So like in relationships, falling in love, there requires a lot of trust. And that's really hard. Like, because sometimes like you don't know if you're just being gullible and then when you break up sometimes the reason you break up is because your eyes are just open and like I think part of falling in love is being responsible I think that if you're gonna really fall in love I think that if you're gonna really be in love you're gonna have to be responsible not only with that other person's heart but with your own, you know. I think that a lot of people lose themselves when they fall in love. I think a lot of people forget about who they are as a person. I feel like people stop becoming the better persons, better versions of themselves every day when they fall in love because it starts it becomes like all consuming about the other person. I think in the first and the in the two stage in stage two the infatuation stage, the curiosity and infatuation stage of relationships. Um I feel like that stage people get lost. And you have to trust yourself before you start dating. You have to learn to trust yourself like to get well you have to have discernment. That's what I'm trying to say. You have to have discernment. You have to know and be aware that there is a honeymoon stage that you have to be aware of red flags that you have to you know have your have your standards and stick to your boundaries and you gotta decide for yourself what those are and, and stick to them and honor them and falling in love there's no falling in love without respect Point blank, period. If you can't respect the other person, then you can't love them. I mean, like, when you're falling in love, like, you want nothing but the best for this person. And that's the utmost respect. Is wishing nothing but the best for someone. That's the utmost respect. So let's research the stages of falling in love. The five different stages of falling in love. Number one, butterflies. Is anything better than fluttery butterflies when you're falling in love with someone new? I don't think so. And I think the butterflies, it's different than having a crush. Cause when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you have a crush, you're outside of the relationship. So it's like love isn't even on the table. But when you're when you're falling in love, you can you can sense it happening. And it's like every time you talk to this person, every time you wish this person, every time the person texts you, you're just smiling. You're beaming. Stage two is building. So like let's do this, let's do that, let's buy this, let's move in together. Um no stage three is a simulation. Like I said, like moving in together, like like my friend Gabby, for, for her relationship, she's been in love for like six years with the same man. And they've been living together for that long. I think it's been six years, I'm not sure. And like they want, they have plans together, they are simulated. they're honest with each other, which is stage four, and they have stability, which is stage five. According to this list, I've never been in love. because I've never reached stage five. Honesty is where I break up. Let's look at falling in lust. According to the team of scientists by Dr. Helen Fisher At Rutgers, romantic love can be broken down into three categories. Lust, attraction, and attachment. What are the stages of lust? The three stages of lust include lust, attraction, and attachment. Okay, I think I've been in lust more than I've been in love. Because the attachment is where I think the friends with benefits come in and the hookup constant... Platonic hookups come in, which is friends with benefits. And I guess this is where things go south. So let's look at falling out of love. Stages of falling out of love. The butterflies are gone. Your partner starts getting on your nerves. You get bored when they talk. Their touch gives you the creeps, but you try and fake it you stopped faking it. You've become critical of everything that they do. You completely or constantly fight. You start finding excuses to spend time apart. The panic sets in. You fight it. You accept it. Not really sure how to feel about it Something in the way you move Makes me feel happy again And it takes me all the way I want you to stay perfect of me was it the time that at the end this is the man and candace podcast it's your girl and it's 11 11 p.m here in mount Standard Time, arizona so good night good evening good morning make a wish good afternoon i love you wherever you're listening and i bid you adieu. Bye bye-bye Adema.